Hey, this is Matt from Star Tours. You're listening to the Mousecapades Podcast. This is James from Hollywood Studios, and you're listening to the Mousecapades Podcast. This is Amanda from Disney Junior, and you're listening to the Mousecapades Podcast. Hello, this is David from Star Tours, and I just helped Nick's son build his very first lightsaber. Hi, this is Marcos over at Star Tours. I don't listen to podcasts often, but when I do, I listen to Mousecapades. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls... That's the sound of John the Tiki Garden's Magic Band from the happiest place on earth and where wishes have come true since October 1st of 1971. We have moved our studios from St. Louis, Missouri to Walt Disney World and the Magic Kingdom. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Listening from your phone, tablet, computer, maybe in your car, at home, work, school, hotel, or even the Magic Kingdom at the happiest place on earth, just like us, wherever you may be. Welcome to another episode of the Mousecapades Podcast with Nick and John, the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears. Yes, I did say Nick and John. John is currently filling in for Dave, and I want to say thanks, John. Uh, you know, today is Dave's anniversary, so I think we can cut him some slack here. Absolutely. I, I think that's completely understandable, and... I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to come on. I'm really excited. Later on in the show, we will be discussing a wide variety of Disney-related topics and recap his recent Florida plunge from O'Fallon, Missouri to Orlando. You can find him on Twitter and Periscope. Just simply search for John the Tiki Garden. But first, hey, John and listeners, here's what's happening in the news. John, did you catch the latest Star Wars trailer that debuted uh, during Monday Night Football this week? Oh, my gosh, yes. And... You know, the first when I first saw it, I didn't think it was anything too crazy, but I was stuck in football mode at that time. I'm normally a huge football person. I went back and I watched it the next day, and the more and more times I watch it, the more I buy into it. I am so excited for it. You know, I think Scott from Florida Plunge, I was watching one of his periscopes the other day. I agree with him. You know, when I first saw it, I, it was kind of bland to me. I guess I expected more. Like he said, I didn't know what I expected. I just expected awesomeness. It still is awesome. But 
it, it seemed lackadaisical, if that makes sense to you. To me, it did. I mean, there were it, there was a lot packed in that trailer, and I think a lot of uh, mysterious things that were playing on in the background there with, obviously, Luke not appearing. Uh, I didn't see him in the trailer. Did you? I didn't see him in that one. So, obviously, in the, the teasers, I remember him speaking um, in those previous ones. Yes, but he was speaking. I, but I did not see him in this one, which, of course, led into the uh, Twitter war of the week of uh, Luke Skywalker's uh, Kylo Ren, which, come on, that's not happening. Well, some are, some are speculating, you know, that Luke has turned to the dark side. After watching the trailer, you do see Vader's mask all beaten up, and then you hear someone say, you know, I will finish what Vader started. I, I don't know. I, I've seen a lot out there as well, and, I, and I've seen that, you know, especially here in St. Louis, a lot of people are talking about... Luke, who has turned to the dark side. I don't know. What are your thoughts? I I don't buy it. I, I think what I think is it is a well placed cliffhanger for the next month and a half to get people talking about it and get people more excited. And then you know when we all go to the movie theater and it sets box office records, like I'm a, of course it's going to. Where the truth will be revealed that it's not him. But I I refuse to believe they're going to turn him into a bad guy after him being the cult hero, you know, of, of the century, really, when you think about movies. I mean, Luke Skywalker is the, I don't know, he's the most epic hero of any movie that I can think of. But wouldn't that be just the coolest letdown, <laughs> if you think about it? <laughs> that would be the it ultimate. Would be crazy. Uh, it, would, it would be fascinating, you know, it really would be. It would make for some good conversation about, you know, we're all human and we, we consistently fail, you know. Uh, yeah, I already have my tickets. How about you? Did you get your tickets? I did. I well, luck, luckily enough, a friend of mine, uh, Gene, uh, Big Cuban, it's his name on Periscope. If I can throw a shameless plug out there, since he bought a ticket for me, um, he went ahead and he secured them for the Friday um, when it opened. So, uh, it, there's midnight showings the Thursday before, correct? I'm assuming there, there normally is. Or, I'm sure there is, actually, man. I'm sure there is all over the place. Yeah, so but we got tickets for Friday evening, and I I can't wait. It's it's I really I don't I can't I can't recall the last time I've gotten this excited for a movie. Probably since episode one came out, and of course that was a huge letdown. But uh, just recalling movie trailers, I don't think I've gotten as excited for a movie coming out since episode one my, myself. I completely agree with you. What I think is going to be amazing about this one. I think they've gone a little darker, you know, in these movies. You know, just like when Marvel uh, was basically, I don't know if, you, if this is the right word, reimagined, but when Disney took over the Marvel rights, when they produced those movies, they were darker. And I think they even got darker as they progressed from episode to episode. And I really loved the direction that, that they went and that they're currently going in. I hope the Star Wars, uh, tri- or the next trilogy goes in the same direction yeah absolutely i agree it's i think we're all in for a, a fun couple of years with movies coming out it's, it's an exciting time and i'm i'm not i'm a huge star wars fan but i'm not crazy into star wars but i'm very excited for what what's to come i'm a huge star wars fan myself i'm not crazy about it actually one of my, one of our friends you know uh one of our co-workers bought dave and i our, our tickets and um, so we can't wait to go with him and his wife. And our, and our wives are going, of course. But he was on one of our episodes. Uh, I believe it was May the 4th. So it was our May, May the 4th Force Be With You Day. 
And I don't know if you listened to that episode, but he had a sister. So he grew up a huge Star Wars fan, had all the collectibles. They would play in the backyard as Star Wars. But his sister, she actually had, like, the first robotic arm in our, like, in the Midwest that was controlled by your brain. And, uh, yeah, so he he jokingly says, you know, we used to make my sister be Luke because of her arm. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Anywho, but that's all I got for you, man. Why don't you uh, hit me up with what Dave says? Hey, Nick, take us back. We're traveling backwards in time. Right now, we're leaving the world of today behind. So if your imagination is ready, here we go. Here we go. I am taking you all the way back to October 24th, 1969. Russian cosmonaut Major General Georgi Baragovi. I hope I'm saying that correctly. I have no idea. Baragovoy, Gavi, whatever. Of the Russian Air Force and civilian scientists, Konstantin Bakistov began the Disneyland Part 2 of their week tour of the USA. I think that's pretty cool because if you think about it, it's 1969, right? That's when we landed on the moon. Uh, there was the space race between the Russians and the United States, but then we had some Russian cosmonauts that were taking a tour of the United States, and they stopped off at the happiest place on Earth. Special ceremonies were held in front of the flight to the moon and Mickey Mouse. Pluto dressed up in his space suit and had space helmet on, and they presented the Russian space travelers with a Mickey Mouse Award. So I thought that was pretty cool. That is pretty awesome. Yeah, a way to, uh, you know, just keep up with, I guess, uh, foreign relations. So I guess they were trying to establish foreign policy right there. So good on them. Wow, that's cool. October 30th, 1992. All right. Disney's 1991 animated hit Beauty and the Beast is released to VHS and Laserdiscs. Now, we've all heard of VHS, but do you remember the Laserdiscs, (laughs) Sean? I do. I do. I remember uh, a very rich relative of ours having one, and we, of course, didn't. But I am very familiar with them due to that family member. Oh, my gosh. They were like, uh, you know, those Frisbees that are just with a circle cut in the middle of them. They were, they were that big. You know, you could actually put your head through them. I worked at Blockbuster Video back in the day when they had, uh, well, when they had Blockbuster Video, when you can rent well, movies. I was just, just going to say, speaking of relics. Yeah, oh, yeah, of course. I know, right? And... Uh, <laughs> It's amazing how Redbox just totally defeated them. You know, let's go rent a movie on the corner. <laughs> so, <laughs> these laser discs. I, I can remember back then thinking, oh my gosh, this is amazing. This is great. And just thinking back how huge they were and gigantic and trying to shove that into your laser disc reader or whatever it was called. Uh, simply weird and strangely amazing at the same time. Yeah, they were. I- Crazy, and they and they weren't all on one disc a lot of times too. I believe, oh, I, right? No, you're, they, you're right. On, yeah, depending on if it was a longer movie, I remember them being like maybe two discs or four, depending upon you know the length of the film. Yeah, just crazy. You could literally fit your head through it. That's how big these things were. All right, <laughs> October thirty first, two thousand five. Gary Estrada rides Walt Disney World's Haunted Mansion ride for the nine hundred and ninety ninth time. He is the first person in Disney history to hit that goal. He did it in just 10 months. Oh, my gosh. How many times have you ridden it since you've moved down to Florida, John? Oh, my God. Well, I rode it once tonight. So if I if I would have to put a ballpark on it, maybe 40? 
Oh, wow. Realistically, I would say, you know, because there, there are a lot of times where I will write it multiple times when I come here, but holy smokes, nowhere near that number. Yeah, but you've only been down there for a couple months. You're on your way to breaking... No, I don't know. You'd be close. Maybe I should start. You, you should step track it up. You should, yeah, I you ride. should step it up. Double it, and you should step it up. You might beat his record. You should try that. That'd yeah. be awesome. Periscope it. I might, I might need to do that. Yes, periscope it and make that like. Follow me as I beat Gary Estrada's goal. And I and then I'll also need someone to sponsor me. That way, I don't have to work anymore and can yeah. make that my mission in life doing it. Of course. All right, dude. And that's all I have for you. Up next, John. The Tiki Garden will be discussing his journey of uprooting his family, taking the Florida plunge, and of course, he and myself will be enlightening you on all other Disney topics surrounding Disney. And, you know, we're currently at the Magic Kingdom, so this episode could literally turn in any direction. our guest host john the tiki garden and we're currently strolling the magic kingdom on this beautiful night it's a calm 76 degrees and what a night this will be for the wishes presentation john you've been busy tonight buddy periscoping my friend and i just want to give you a big thanks for giving our show the mouse page podcast the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears uh a big shout out uh, you've been on periscope just saying hey subscribe to our show and i just want to give you a big thanks I believe you're up to like almost 2,000 followers, aren't you? I'm getting there, yeah. I think I, I'm not sure what the number's at now. I know last time I looked, it was in the 15 something, so I keep I keep chugging away. Um, but yeah, man, it's my pleasure to give you guys a plug. I love listening to your podcast, and I love being a part of it and coming on the times that I have. I really enjoy it. Yeah, we do too. For our listeners, uh, you know, John has been coming up, coming on now for the past. Oh man, how was it been like three or four weeks, uh, something like that, John? And uh, as our Disney World insider, and uh, giving us insight yeah, to the parks, yeah, yeah. I think I think this is our fourth week going here, and and it, and it's been awesome, buddy. We really do enjoy having you on. Let's let's turn the discussion towards the Florida Plunge, if you don't mind. Let's get that out of the way. I want to talk about that real quick, just to give our listeners a recap. I know you've discussed this before, but I and some of our listeners from text messages that have come in already have found the whole Florida Plunge initiative um, interesting, very interesting, in fact. And, you know, we had uh, Scott from the Florida Plunge on, you know, telling us his story and his testimony, but I would like for you to tell our listeners basically your testimony on taking your own Florida plunge. Absolutely. So uh, I guess, you know, 
go grab some popcorn, get a refreshment. We're probably in for a long ride. No, it's <laughs> not that long of a ride. But, uh, yeah, so my wife and I, we have been coming to uh, Disney World since about May of 2009. And I had never gone when I was a child before. And just kind of nutshell version of my childhood. Um, in my early teenage years, too, not, definitely not getting deep into it, but I didn't have the best relationship with my father and my mother uh, and him separated when I was younger. And we had a really bad following, falling out with that um, around the time when I was 12 or so. So I kind of had to grow up real fast um, due to that situation. And I think one of the reasons why I fell in love with Disney World the first time I came to it is it allowed me to go back and be a kid again. You know, I, to a lot of people that have never been to Disney World before, they won't understand that. But to the people that do come here frequently, or even for the first time walking through the gates, I think you can understand what I'm saying. It's just something about this place that takes you away and reminds you of your childhood and just get rid of all your cares and can just enjoy the moment, not have any cares anywhere else, any any other cares in your mind whatsoever. I completely so, agree with you, buddy. I've always said, you know, 3 or 33, it doesn't matter, but that that is the case. You know, age 1, 2, 3, or whatever, to age 99, past 100, it does bring out that inner child. Yeah, it really does. And so, long story short, I ended up, my wife and I had been coming about every year. We were coming every year, once or twice a year, ever since that first trip. And... It's Disney has always been a part of my wife and I's relationship. We first met in 2008, and like I said, our first trip was in May of 2009, and that was our first vacation together. And just every big period in my my wife and I's relationship, Disney has been associated with it, whether it be our first vacation we took in May of 2009. Um, in February of 2010, I proposed to my wife at the Magic Kingdom, I know it sounds super cliche and lots of people do it, but it's what my wife and I had always talked about. It's what she wanted, it's what I wanted to do. Were you in front of the castle? Uh, of course. Okay. And I had to do it, man. You know, and I had, it was fun because I had the, I had the photo pass guy out doing it and I didn't tell him what, what was going on. So it was just a real awesome in the moment period. That, that is really photo pass guy was mixing. Yeah, it was, it was really, really cool. And we, he didn't get the best pictures possible because I didn't really prep him what was coming. But we got a couple good shots in there. So what more can you ask for? And then uh, we came here for our honeymoon. And fast forward through it again, we came here for our baby moon before we had my son. For those of you that don't know what a baby moon is, it's a final trip between two adults before they start having kids. It's kind of like a one last hurrah uh, to experience uh, time together and enjoy each other's company. Every period of my life, Disney has been involved, or not my life, but my relationship with my wife has been involved with us. And I would suggest everyone, please take a baby moon, because uh, you'll need it. <laughs> Absolutely. It, you definitely got to do that. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's, you know, the reason why we moved here is because we absolutely love not only Disney World, but we love the Central Florida area. And we had been talking about moving here since about 2011, and we had just bought our home about a year or so before that. 
And we were fortunate enough to uh, buy our house at a time when the economy still hadn't rebounded and home values were still very, very low. So we bought our house at an awesome price. Um, and then later on, this past year, when we were ready to sell it, we sold it at an excellent time to where we had enough money saved up and cushioned underneath us to where we could move down here and not be so stressed out about having to find jobs immediately or not having enough money for um, down payments on apartments or house, what, you know, whatever the situation was going to be. So that, that made the experience for us moving down here that much easier. Um, we were just, we were really fortunate the timing that, of all that worked out. Yeah, I know uh, we've had prior discussions about that. You really just lucked out. I mean, you happen to be really at the right place at the right time. And with you and your wife, you know, always having that dream of moving down, it couldn't have been better timing to make that plunge. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I really am a true, I, I am a firm believer in everything happens for a reason. And it, it really did in our case, you know. I mean, you, basically, you just got to roll with the punches in life and take things as they come. But everything happens for a reason, and you just got to make the most out of every situation. And we were fortunate enough to be in the situation that we're in now. Um, you know, I mean, uh, the, one of the other, you know, Disney was the main reason uh, that we wanted to move down here. I'm not going to lie about that. We're, you know, obsessed with Disney, of course. But another one of the main reasons that we really did want to move away is coming from the St. Louis area. It, it, my wife and I, after we had my son, decided that we knew this isn't where we wanted to stay permanently. Um, not going into detail, but St. Louis over the years has become a lot more violent of a town. A lot of things happen there. And we just decided this wasn't necessarily the area where we wanted to raise our son. Oh, and now and we're being was, threatened with, uh, you know, doomsday. Have you heard about the uh, the dump and the chemical plant there, or excuse me, the chemical dump that uh, is just 300 yards away from an underground fire? that might possibly get it have you heard about that on national news i have not that's so oh my gosh john so okay um maryland heights right by uh the rams practice uh rams dome. park yeah 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 rams park you know for our listeners you know john this whole time and we didn't even know this uh we just uh got to really know each other in the last uh, month or so but you lived like just down the street from me which is just wild to, to think of that you I know, know man. Um, it, it's, it's, it's kind of so cool. It's crazy how it, close we were. It's a small world, literally. So, yeah, so just uh, right down the highway, dude, at Rams Park, uh, you know the dump there. You got you have uh, just an average, you have your normal dump, but then you also have a chemical dump. And apparently, the chemicals that have been dumped there over the years, going back all the way after World War II, have, have been the worst chemicals that you can dump on this planet. And... Uh, so now there's an underground fire that started about six years ago, and it's only about 300 yards away from this chemical dump. And Erin Brockovich has already been on Twitter firing stuff off, and I think she's getting involved down here in St. Louis. But um, there's already evacuation plans for St. Louis, like the whole entire city, John. If this fire hits this chemical dump, uh, you know, that plume of chemicals and radiation is going to go into the air, into the water stream, and the Missouri and the Mississippi River is going to be non-drinkable for Missourians and that whole region. 
and they're already talking about this stuff gets in the air and into the ground. This stuff will not go away for like 2,000 years. And so they already put together evacuation plans for the whole entire city of St. Louis. It's getting kind of serious. They gave it a three to three to four month time frame before it's going to hit. And uh, they don't figure, yeah, they don't figure this out soon. Uh, it can be very disastrous and, and nasty. So, like the news media has been telling people, you know, get that, uh, what do you call it, a go bag or uh, a disaster go bag, you know, just in case you have to leave on the run, you know. Um, oh, my God. The government doing some doomsday prepping. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, the government's already buying <laughs> homes in that area to get people out. It's It's insane. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's insane. And so my wife and I, you know, us being both teachers, and Dave, we've talked about this too, um, what would you do in that type of situation? What would you do if you're in class and then you have to evacuate and you're, you're stuck with all these kids, but you have your own kiddo you want to be with and that you want to protect and you want to pick up? Uh, a lot to think about. You know, my wife and I have said, you know, if the worst case scenario, we'll, we'll move out to Colorado with my brother and uh, just live there until things uh, settle down. But with this radiation, if it gets into the air and into the uh, into the the water, you know, the water supply, you're out of luck. That's insane. No, I we I haven't heard anything about that whatsoever. Yeah, it's been crazy all over the news here local, and I know it's been on national news. It's been on CNN and Fox. And uh, it's just, it's crazy out here, buddy. So with everything that's been going on, yeah, I'd say you left at the right time. No, see, that's what I'm saying. Everything happens for a reason. I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm sorry for you, but God. Oh, I know, right? So, yeah, and you, you mentioned violence earlier. It has gone up. It's not the city it was 10 years ago, buddy. Right. Yes, yeah, so, and I, I moved to, so I've lived in four different states. I was born in Nebraska. I moved to Rhode Island when I was... 14 and then I moved to St. Louis when I was 21 and I'm 31 I can't even remember I'm 31 now and so I lived in St. Louis about you know 10 years ago and when I first moved there it was it was fine I had no issues with the city whatsoever and I even I even worked in the city as um, an EMT for a couple years and it was fine in the beginning yeah I did did that for a couple years and then I injured my back but that's a long story but, um, you know, I, it was fine for the first couple of years. And then just, like you said, as things have progressed over the years, it's just become a more violent and unsafe area, really. I mean, when you can't, people that aren't from St. Louis aren't familiar with Forest Park. But, I mean, I, we, my wife and I got to the point where we didn't even leave the St. Charles area. Forest Park, for our listeners, by the way, is a park. And it's actually uh, bigger than uh, Central Park in New York, by the way. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So that gives our listeners some idea. It's like a park like Central Park, but it's bigger, but but a lot of crime happens in that area. A ton. Yeah. Yeah. So and yes. we're, neither one of us are baseball people either. And there, there's just, there's not really anything to do in St. Louis, unfortunately. No, I hate there to say isn't. that for people that live there, and I'm definitely not talking down about the city, but outside of being a Cardinal, you can only go to so many Cardinals games and go to the zoo and Grant Farm so many times, which are all fabulous things to do, but... And the city's a crap hole. Let's face it. The city is literally a deteriorating crap hole. And <laughs> it's becoming Detroit. <laughs> so, anywho, uh, moving on. So you moved out of St. Louis. You, you, you and your family picked up. You took the plunge, man. You went down to Orlando. I wish we could do the same thing and just... Have the uh, Akuta Matata mentality, no worries, pick up your stuff, go on down, be closer to Disney. 
And since you've been there, I have to ask you, bud, you've been there for quite a while now. You've been going out to the restaurants. You've been going to the Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Animal Kingdom, Universal. Has the has the magic been lost a little bit? No. Honestly, honestly, I know there's a lot of people that say, you know, oh, well, give it a couple years. It won't be the same thing to you. I feel the exact same way about it right now, standing here in New Fantasyland. Are we still calling it New Fantasyland for the record, or is it just Fantasyland? Yeah, I guess New Fantasyland. Yeah, I call it New Fantasyland. <laughs> so I'm standing in New Fantasyland, surrounded by the music, looking at the castle literally right now while I'm talking to you. And you're drinking a LeFou brew, right? Uh, actually, no. I'm drinking a free cup of ice water. Uh, <laughs> shout out to the people that don't know that. Just ask for a free cup of ice water. Save yourself $3. Um, but yeah, no, it, it has not lost any of its luster or any of its magic to me whatsoever. The one thing that is different for me that I do miss, in all of our previous vacations when we would come here, my wife and I never rented a car. We always utilize Disney's Magical Express. And the one thing I do miss is being in the Disney bubble on a vacation. You know, I, I don't know if you ever have not rented a car coming down here or not, but the second you step off that airplane, you're in instant Disney vacation mode for however long you're here, and the outside world is completely gone. So, I mean, that that's the one thing that's different for me is you know having to drive down here and I, I will say without a shadow of a doubt uh, Orlando the central Florida area has the absolute worst drivers on the entire planet worse than I, Missouri like, eh oh my god Nick there's not there's not even a comparison really not even a comparison it's horrible people drive insane here it's just it's it's madness and well, i mean i since i've since i've lived here i in the three months that we've been here i've witnessed two high-speed highway car accidents and i had never seen any of those before in my entire life it's terrifying like high speed like were they being chased by the police and they crashed or were they just going fast and like no up? like so like i the one of the times it was i was on interstate four and someone had they were going in the opposite direction of me and someone had like just hit someone's rear end bumper they spun out of control and i saw an 18 wheeler hit them god forbid i don't know mm. what happened I, hopefully the person was okay but i mean i had never seen anything like that before and that that's just what i'm saying the drivers down here and i, I don't know if it's so much locals or if it's you know a lot of tourists and people maybe not from the united states driving around i'm not really sure what the issue is but the driving situation here is terrifying so definitely lost the uh being in the disney bubble feeling when you have to deal with stuff like that you know that makes sense you have people from all around the world you know traveling those highways um so i'm switching gears on you here i want to get back to your story you know when you first got to orlando one of the first things on your mind had to be annual passes. Was it? Well, so we arrived on July 10th, and we didn't buy any tickets. We decided we were going to stay at the Wilderness Lodge for one night. We literally got here, parked the car, took the boat from the Wilderness Lodge over to the Magic Kingdom, and bought our annual pass. 
It was literally the first thing we did when we came to Orlando. That had to be glorious. That had to be a pretty cool feeling. It was amazing. And you know what? I, I will say this, too. I don't. I, I would never say the person's name. I don't even remember it. But the cast member we dealt with was amazing because we still had our Missouri driver's licenses. But I had a copy of our lease agreement for our apartment saved um, to my phone. And I kind of just, you know, it's amazing what will happen when you talk to people and treat them as human beings are polite. That's one thing I will say to people. Treat the cast members like you would treat anyone else with respect and treat them as human beings. Long story short, the guy ended up giving us the Florida resident rate compared to the uh, non-Florida resident rate and it saved us like $150 a ticket. Nice. So, I mean, it it was awesome. Yeah, buying buying our annual passes was our first step to completing the move down here. What a cool, what a cool experience, you know, to start a new chapter in your life. You stay at the Animal Kingdom, and then take the boat over to get the ne- very next day, the next morning, to grab your tickets. That is just going to change your life forever. Uh, that just had oh, to be gosh. an amazing experience. It really was, and it was, you know, probably one of the mo- most special moments of our life, honestly. Like, cause this was the biggest chapter of my family's life that we've gone through and it this was you know the icing on the cake finalizing everything for us and to have those tickets in hand scanning them and walking through the main gates and looking at the castle was just i don't know a moment i won't forget yeah that had to be just simply amazing now you go to the parks now like four or five times a week with your family right so since i work monday through friday now so my trips are pretty much delegated to the weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, we definitely come here both those days. Um, I try to come here during the week when I can, when they have later hours, like for instance, Magic Kingdom's open till 11 o'clock tonight with extra magic hours till one o'clock in the morning. Um, I worked till five and I made the decision that I wanted to come out here tonight. Mainly because, I don't know if you're a big Back to the Future fan or not, but of you course. Know, today is the back to back to the future day and my wife took my son and went with our two friends to Universal Studios uh here in Orlando and got to experience all that stuff that they had going on here today for uh Back to the Future Day. So I felt like since I was working all day I I deserved the night off of having some fun at the Magic Kingdom since they got to do that. Rightfully so. Now you took the night uh the other night you were there till like one AM, right? Yeah, actually, it was last Wednesday. So they had extended the park hours to 12 o'clock last week, and it was kind of one of those spontaneous things where I was just said the same thing, like, forget it. I'm done with work at 5 and come home to dinner, hang out with my wife and son for an hour or so, and it's time for me to go have some fun in the parks. Everyone listening right now is very jealous of your lifestyle. You know that. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You can- you can do it too. Just just dream big <laughs> and don't be scared. Well, later to, on, uh, come down here. Later on, bef- before you leave, you're going to give us a how-to on how to make the move and and get down there hey. to Florida Plunge Away. Absolutely, I, w- I will give all the advice and tips and secrets that I can. So, do you have annual passes now to Universal? Yes. So it, we didn't actually get our Universal annual passes probably till like a month and a half or months after we moved here and 
my wife and I had never, she had never been there before in the past, and I had never been to Universal Studios before either. And I can tell you without a doubt, I have fallen in love with Universal Studios as well. The Disney people, please do not hate me. I'm telling you, Disney is still number one in my heart. However, Universal is amazing. Yeah, it's, a, it's another fun park to go to. There's no wrong in saying that, you know. they. Uh, I agree with you, Disney is way better, but uh, when you want to get your Universal fix, you know. Absolutely, and you know what, I, I think we are all, as, you know, as theme park fans, we're living in amazing times right now, really. I mean, we're, we're on the cusp of some really amazing things coming to the Orlando, well, and California and other places around the world. Um, time with attractions and stuff that's going to be coming. It's really an exciting time, and I'm, we're so fortunate that Universal has become so successful because it's made Disney step up their game. We're all benefiting from the competition between those two parks. And, you know, one of, one of the things I was really surprised with, I, I'm not a huge thrill ride person. I'm really not. I'm more of the slow-moving boat ride type of person, especially a lot of the slow-moving Disney rides here. Well, that's apparent I with your teacups, buddy. <laughs> you, you, I know. You I periscoped can't. that, and uh, you were freaking out just going in a circle. I, I found it uh, amusing. It was awesome. <laughs> but, I, you know, I said I would never do stuff like Harry Potter and the Full Dead Journey. I would never do Transformers. I would never do Spider-Man. I've done all those things, and they're absolutely amazing. They're, they're so good. much fun, and they're not near as bad as I thought they would be. The one thing I will not do and I will never do is Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket. That looks terrifying. I want nothing to do with that roller coaster. Does it go backwards? Man, it does all sorts of crazy okay. things. It's 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 one of those roller coasters. Instead of it having like a gradual lift at the beginning, you know, going up the, the steep hill, they literally just put you at an angle where you're looking directly up into the sky, and it goes up to the top of it in probably like five seconds. Oh my gosh! Really? Oh. Uh, Look it up on YouTube tonight. I'll have to. My wife makes fun of me because I I tell you what, I've ridden in fighter jets and I will do those all day long. And I I absolutely love riding in the backseat of like T-38s and whatever it may be and going straight up in the air. We call those emergency takeoffs and shoot straight up in the air and, and, you know, pulling, you know, six, seven G's and going all over the place. But I will not do most roller coasters. And I just have a fear of rolling coasters. I know when I'm in a jet, I can control my life. That's, you know, some aspect of it. But in a roller coaster, it's up on the operator. Dude, you're, you're giving me anxiety. I'm not ready to take, like, <laughs> anxiety pills. That, that, that sounds so terrifying to me. Anywho, but yeah, so I have a thing with roller coasters too, buddy. Um, you know, a funny story. I was watching your Periscope on uh, teacups. So I'm taking this back to the Magic Kingdom. You know how you were kind of freaking out just going in a circle, and you weren't spinning whatsoever. My four-year-old absolutely loves that ride, and he makes us spin that so fast, he wants to fall down when he stands up at the end of the ride and practically throw up. That's how that's how fast we are spinning in a tight circle on that ride. Even I get sick when I'm riding that ride. My, my boy gets off like it's nothing. You know, gets off the See, ride like it's scary. nothing. That's what, that's what scares me. I know that's what I'm in for the next couple of years with my son. My son's 22 months old, and he already likes thrilling rides. And I just know that I'm going to I'm gonna have to suck it up and be the tough dad and uh, just 
do all these crazy things that I wouldn't normally do. Yeah, dude, be ready, man. Just telling you, age is, uh, he's coming up on, on, on a great age, by the way, and, uh, you're gonna have lots of fun with him in the park. I, I wish I was in your shoes and being able to take my four year old boy every single day to the park. That's gonna be awesome for you, bud. Um, so yeah, so what else has been really neat about taking that plunge? You know, you're about 45 minutes to an hour from the Atlantic and the Gulf. Have you taken, have you journeyed over to the coast? Yeah, so we have, we've gone, we haven't gone over to the Gulf side yet. Um, but we've gone over to, and I know I'm going to butcher the name. There's, there's so many town names here in Florida that are really difficult to pronounce, but I believe it's New Smyrna Beach. Okay. It's just south of Daytona. It is absolutely gorgeous. We've gone there two or three times. The water's crystal clear. It's just a beautiful beach and it has a really, you know, cool beach town atmosphere of all the little shops and all the little bars and restaurants sprung out everywhere. And actually, there's even a really neat um, treehouse restaurant in the town. It's a really big bar. I forget the name of it, so I'll have to look it up, and I'll, I'll tell you what it is. It was really cool. Next time you guys have an opportunity to travel around, I would recommend it. But it's on the ground level. It's a regular restaurant, and then they have a rooftop treehouse bar. Cool. Yeah, so... Yeah, we've definitely gone to the beach. We're waiting until my son gets a little older to go to like Cape Canaveral sure. um, and do a, do all that stuff. But I can't wait to experience all that stuff. Too. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna see all the launches too with the new Ares rocket and things like that. You're gonna be able to see, uh, you know, I mean NASA and some other agencies, you know, some um, private corporations are uh, going to be exploring the moon again. You know, uh, they're wanting to go to Mars, so. You might just see launches of next-gen technology in our next uh, space race. You're going to be right there in the mix. I know. It's, you know, it's just one of the many reasons why we wanted to come down here, really. And that's Okay. So, yeah, you know, going back to what you were saying about being into a really fun time with my son um, with the next couple of years, that's one of the huge reasons why we wanted to move here, too, is there are so many things down here for uh, families and children to experience. And I really, I, I, I think we're very fortunate how much an area like this and exposing my son to Disney, Universal, uh, Kennedy Space Center, cruises, whatever. It's just gonna do so much for his imagination and um, I don't know, his willingness to step outside the box and try different things. And just, I, I think it's going to pay off wonders for him when he's older in his life. And there's a lot of history there, too. I mean, you have St. Augustine. You have all the lighthouses all up and down the coast. Uh, you guys are really going to have a great time. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's amazing. I mean, we really couldn't be happier. Uh, you decided to take the plunge. Is there any advice you can give our listeners who are kind of teetering on the fence and thinking about moving out of state and possibly going to Florida or maybe Orlando, Florida, what steps uh, should some of our listeners take in thinking about taking the plunge and moving to Florida? So for the people out there that are teetering on the fence, that have been thinking about it for a while, like my wife and I were, my one huge bit of advice would be jump off the fence. There's no time like now. You have to weigh all your options, of course, and you don't want to do anything irresponsible to put your family in a situation that could not be good. 
But by the same token, you can't allow the fear of the unknown scare you off from doing what you really want to do. My wife, you know, my wife and I always wanted to do this. I had lived in three other states. Um, my wife had lived in Missouri her whole life. She had never moved at all. So she was really, really wanting to do it. It wasn't that she was, you know, not wanting to. She was just scared, just rightfully so like anyone would be that, that lived in the same uh, state their entire life. She was a little uh, worried about the unknown of not knowing anybody, not, you know, not knowing where grocery stores are, or where to go, the small things that you don't think about. But I told her it was going to be okay and that we would be there together. So the thing that I'm trying to convey here is take a calculated risk and do what's best for you and your family. If you think you can do it, do it. Don't be scared. You only live once and no time is like now. Yeah, well put, man. Um, real quick while we still have you, I don't want to take too much of your time because I know you're, you're sitting there in front of Gaston's Tavern and there's probably a lot of stuff you still want to do this evening. Uh, besides talking on this podcast, um, favorite ride? Ooh. All right. So this changes for me all the time. It really does. But, oh, man. At all the, I would, in, in Disney World in general. Okay. Favorite ride in Disney World in general. It's got it's, it's to be Splash Mountain for me. Okay. I say that right now. But before I leave for the evening, I'll probably change it. But Splash Mountain was the very first ride I rode when we came to Disney World, and it just absolutely opened up my eyes to everything here. You know, when I, looking at the ride the first time I went on it, I had no idea there was going to be an entire story going along with it. I had no idea that there was going to be different layers to the ride. I thought it was just a drop, like I was used to at like Six Flags. You know, I I didn't know that there was going to be a story accompanied with it. So that's... For me, that, it, would, it would be Splash Mountain. Favorite uh, food so far, thus far? Favorite what? I'm sorry. Favorite food so far? Oh, God. So, what I have come to love is the noodle gratin in the Germany Pavilion. Okay. Have you ever had this stuff? No, I haven't. Explain. Oh, my gosh. So, I don't know. Did your grandmother ever make, like, or your mother or anybody make like home style baked macaroni and cheese out of like an oven well obviously the oven, oh yeah especially on my uh, wife's side of the family that's like an every other weekend thing when we get together so basically the noodle gratin is just a little square piece of macaroni and cheese that probably has about two pounds of butter probably about four pounds of cheese mm, and I'm loving it already buddy you said butter <laughs> You had me at butter. And maybe, a, and maybe a couple morsels of pasta mixed in there. But <laughs> it's mainly cheese and butter. It is absolutely... I, it's a quick-service restaurant in the Germany Pavilion. It's right before the entrance, before you go into Beer Garden. I want to say it's called Summerfest, but I I forget the name. Favorite snack? I'm a huge I'm a huge Dole Whip person. Okay. I love, I love the Dole Whip float, too. Oh, I haven't had the float. I, I've had the Dole, the original Dole Whip, and it's amazing. But I can, I always have to get the popcorn when I'm at the parks. I, I just. It's well, how so do you good. feel? How do you feel about them switching to Orville Redenbacher now? When did they make the switch? I want to say like 
a month, maybe two months ago. Oh, okay. I don't know. I haven't had it since then. I I had it back in June, and I had it a lot, like every day. And I'm a huge, <laughs> I'm a popcorn connoisseur, and their popcorn by far tastes the best. And I don't All know right, if it's so because like, the magic, you're at Disney or what, but it tastes great. All right, so popcorn connoisseur, have you had the popcorn in Future World at Epcot? No. No, hold up. Dude. Yes. Yes, I have, actually. That's like sour cream and chive. There's a buffalo. Oh, oh, uh, no. No, then. Okay. No, I have not had that. Oh, oh man. It's amazing. So really? there's three different flavors. Yes. Okay. It's amazing. There's three different flavors. It's right in front of the entrance to uh, Journey into Imagination. But they have a cheddar cheese... They have a buffalo chicken, and they have a sour cream and chive popcorn, and all three of them are amazing. And quick tip for anybody that's going there, you can go, and they will give you samples of all three of them if you ask politely. Oh, nice. Yeah, so hey, next time you come here, man, you're going to have to uh, go to Epcot and get that popcorn, I'm telling you, especially the sour cream and chive one. Is it safe to say your favorite drink is a free cup of water? Uh, yeah, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and lean toward the beer. You know, okay. I can't really, uh, <laughs> can't really do that here at the Magic Kingdom, but I, I love going around to Epcot and trying all the different beers and different drinks. Now, I, I'm gonna ask you again, have you done the game drinking around the world? I did, and my wife, uh, she dropped me off at the ER, and she didn't pick me up until like a week later. Uh, no, I have not. <laughs> you had me going for like a split second. I'm like, you finally did it! <laughs> I can't, man. I can't do it right now either. With uh, how crazy food and wine is, Epcot's just so tough to get over to right now. Plus, right now you wouldn't want to do it. You're the, you're by yourself. You would want someone with you to drive home. Um, exactly. Okay. So, favorite resort? Oh, okay. So that one for me is definitely Animal Kingdom Lodge. Okay. Why is that? I'm curious. Uh, it's Dave's as well. Dave loves the animal ki- or Animal Kingdom. He he swears by it. Oh, oh, it's starting to rain. Hold on, hold on. One what the heck? That literally, there's no clouds in the sky. And have you ever seen the Truman Show? It's yeah, like yes. I just had a rain cloud come yes. down on me, and it's not raining anywhere else. That's Orlando for you, buddy. Ah. Oh my gosh, it's doing it again. I gotta go inside. Alright, can you still hear me okay? Are you now? inside the tavern now? Yes, I am I am in I'm actually looking at Gaston. No, you know what? I'll throw you one better. I'm gonna go sit in Gaston's chair while we talk. Nice. <laughs> there we go. Alright. So where were we? I'm Don't sorry. forget to unbutton your shirt and let the chest hair hang out too. Oh gosh, and I could, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we were just talking about favorite uh, resorts, buddy. Uh, okay, yeah, so Animal Kingdom Lodge is definitely my favorite. Um, my, my wife and I, we stayed there for our honeymoon and instantly fell in love with the place. Just, it's it's so intimate. I love, there's a lot of people that complain about it's too dark and that the lighting isn't good, but I think it really just adds to how fun the place is. And to be able to go out in the savannas and check out the animals, and go in the evening. They have night vision goggles. You can go outside and check out where the animals are using those things, which my wife and I always make jokes. 
<laughs> the scene in Step Brothers where they have, yes, yes. have the night vision goggles on. Awesome. Uh, we always uh, we always reenact that. But I, I fell in love with Animal Kingdom Lodge even more about a month ago because we, we casually go and check out uh, the resorts from time to time because that's something we really love to do is just check out all the other ones and hang out at them, which I would definitely recommend to people. But why we fell in love with it even more about a month ago is we were walking around Animal Kingdom Lodge. I turned around a corner, and who do I run into? Joe Rohe. Oh, okay. And we got to hang out with him for a couple minutes. He was literally, you know how when you meet certain <laughs> you meet certain celebrities or famous people, they don't live up to your expectations, yes. and you yes. can be bummed out with you know their them being impersonal or whatever. Yes. Joe literally went above and beyond. I was literally half-hearted. I was so close to just asking him if he could take us over to Animal Kingdom to give us a private tour. Wow. <laughs> and, I, and and I kind of believe that he that he would have if I would have asked. He was so nice. Like I said, he spent a couple minutes with us and went out of his way to talk with my wife and I and talked about Avatar Land and some things that are coming. That is awesome. And, you know, obviously, obviously he didn't get into details because he couldn't do that. But just the fact that he, I don't know, he exceeded our expectations. It was super cool. That is pretty cool. You turn the corner and there he is. Speaking of Avatar yeah. Land, what, what's the progress like? So it is coming along more and more. I have not been to Animal Kingdom in a couple weeks, but about three weeks or so ago when I was there, the building for the main ride is going to be coming. It's just so massive. I think I've talked to you guys about that before. It's taking up so much space in that area of the park. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it is pretty big, buddy. I went on YouTube to check that out after you told us, and uh, it's ginormous. I know. It's nuts. And I just... I. I'm looking forward to it, and I'm wondering, you know, because I believe they're still doing the boat ride as well, aren't they? As far as I know. Yeah, I, is that going to be housed in that building, too? Or, I mean, I, I'm just wondering if that's going to be the main attraction or with, you know, the soaring style thrill ride that they're making. Is that ride going to only be in there, or is the boat ride going to be in there, too? Because it's a huge building. Well, here's your mission. Become a Disney Darksider, hop the fence, and film it for us, or Periscope, and we'll watch it with you. Yeah, you know, I will do that, and then I'm going to have to take the California plunge. Yeah, then be banned for life. (laughs) I'd have to pull an Adam the Woo, which we've met twice now. Three times, actually. Have you really? Uh, Yeah, we heard he's back in the parks. Yeah, yeah. So he, he came back, gosh, about two months ago or a month and a half ago when he got reinstated yep. and we ran into him that time and said hi to him. We actually met him in uh, Marceline, Missouri. Or not Marceline. Uh, uh, what's... Uh, I can't even think of the town name. Hannibal. Sorry. Oh, okay. Missouri? When he was, yeah. When we were still living in St. Louis, he was driving uh, cross-country and was making a stop in Hannibal and we drove up there because we were in a Fallon. You know, it's not too far away. And hung out with him for an hour or so. And did you um, know he was going to be there? Did you know he was going to be there, or did you just happen to cross paths with him? Yeah, no, he uh, he sent out. He, he's pretty. He's really cool, actually. But he was sending out messages. From time to time, he'll send out messages saying where he'll be and if he's going to be, you know, available to meet people or whatever. And he said he was going to be in Hannibal for a while, checking the town out. And we just 
told him we were going to meet him, and he was more than willing to do it. How cool for our listeners who, who do not know who Adam the Woo is. Can you can you explain to our listeners who Adam the Woo is, John? Yeah, so Adam the Woo, um, in the years past, he would do, what he got in trouble with, forgive me, he would be filming a lot of videos behind the scenes at Disney Parks, and he got into trouble for it, and Disney gave him a band. That was several years ago. But yeah. while he was doing that, he also he films all sorts of abandoned videos um, and all the all sorts of other like roadside attractions from across the country, just uh, showing you things from around uh, from around the United States. And anyways, that's mainly what he does. And like I said, Disney gave him a lifetime ban because he was putting out videos of behind the scenes. And here, about two months or so ago, they reinstated him to where he's allowed back into the parks now. After he got banned from Disney World, he was doing a lot of traveling around the country, filming a lot of roadside attractions and abandoned videos. Um, but he moved to California as well because he had to be close to some Disney park, and he fell right. in love with Disneyland. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would definitely recommend to everyone listening, definitely check him out. He's a very unique and interesting guy, and he also does daily video blogs um, and he's been doing that where he puts it out on YouTube with all sorts of different things he's been doing that for almost two and a half three years now every single day he hasn't missed a day yeah he's all over YouTube so listeners go ahead and check him out it'd be kind of cool to get him on the show sometime maybe we'll have to find him on Twitter and just send him a tweet and see what he says but uh, hey John I know you have a lot to do tonight and we've already taken an hour of your time so thank you so much for coming on our show and being our guest host and, and filling in for Dave. We have to get you on more, my friend. I always enjoy chatting with you, and it's so awesome that we're coming to you from the Magic Kingdom, the happiest place on earth. So, John, thank you so much for coming on, my friend, and uh, we'll chat later. Tell our listeners how they can get a hold of you, buddy. Absolutely. So my Periscope and Twitter names are both the same. So it's at the underscore Tiki underscore garden i know that's a lot to remember or you can just go ahead and search the tiki garden on both of those periscope and twitter and my name will come up um i just want to thank you too nick i had a i had a great time talking with you again as always and i look forward to doing this more in the future yeah thanks my friend i appreciate it buddy uh hey it's that time peace have a magical day <laughs>